is Vicky Guerrero, and you're listening to Raw Views. Hey, this is the NWA World's Heavyweight Wrestling Champion, the National Treasure, Nick Aldis. You're listening to Raw Views. Welcome, everyone, to a very special episode of Raw Views. My name is Steven, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, the Vice President of Wrestling News World, Thomas Fenton. And Tom, are you ready for the WWE Draft this Friday? I am as ready as I can be. I think the WWE Draft this Friday is a tremendous opportunity to get that Hell in a Cell taste right out of your mouth. <laughs> yes, if you haven't listened to our show yet uh, from yesterday, go ahead, give it a listen. Tom went off on it. Um we, we kind of talked about it. We didn't like the finish to the show, and we actually thought the the rest of the 48 hours was actually pretty good television. However, let's fast forward. We're going to have a nice cleansing of the palate tonight on Wednesday, and then we're going to move right into the draft on Friday. I think the biggest thing everybody should be looking forward to is split rosters again. No wild card. This person's on this show. I'm such a proponent of two different brands. That is what I want. I think that's what we're getting. Are you excited about the brand split? From a business standpoint, it terrifies me right now that I'm splitting up these rosters in the time I need the most viewership on both my programs. In reality, though, not splitting up these rosters only stops you from getting to your final destination and delays the inevitable because it's going to happen. So, I mean, I think the timing is here. We'll see what they do about it. What I think I'm most excited for is I think we've had glimpses into the new shows at times. Yeah. But I really feel that, you know, within 10 days, we're going to get a much better idea of what is going to be showcased on what program. I completely agree. Let me let me ask you something. A lot of people have been asking me on Twitter, something I'm hoping for. I'm actually hoping for um, specific brand pay-per-views moving forward. You don't really have to worry about the payment anymore. It's the network. It's ten bucks, um, and I think a a, a a spaced out pay per view from shows would actually do WWE better. We see it in NXT. We're seeing it with AEW. It's working. What? How do you feel about the every other month specific brand pay per view? So this, you know, for example, this month would be Raw. Next month would be SmackDown. Next month would be Raw, etc. Outside of the Big Four. When, when you break up brands to me, one of your big selling points has in the past been the pay-per-views, right? Yes. When I break up brands and I see my house show business as poor as it is, maybe I need both brands on my house shows. Maybe they do still need to travel together. Maybe my logical destination at this point is to try to attract as many new fans as I can by showing them all my stars. So then maybe at the end of the day, the per brand pay-per-view is the way to go um my biggest concern with that would be by let's say month five month six sure selling the arenas that are 10 11 000 fans that would sure. concern me unless they pick up tremendously yeah it, absolutely and i i think i agree with that model as well because you're not going to be seeing it on television so right the, the old house show formula was give them something they're not seeing on television so you know you could you could literally flip out or flip-flop half the brand to the other touring show, right? And you right. get Seth Rollins versus uh, Kevin Owens. Raw it's versus just, SmackDown. It's, it's something different that they need to explore. Like, the system yeah. is broken right now, so sure. we have to try to do something differently. 
you know, you and I talked before, like, what they could do for family specials to get people into these house shows or meet yeah. and greets and everything else. Um, quite frankly, we're almost at a year now since they said they'd fix the house show business, and they haven't done a thing to fix it. So yeah, it's just I, one, of, one of those things that I think may, may help. I completely agree. They, they've done nothing to fix the house shows. It doesn't terrify me as a stockholder. However, it, it is a bit concerning. Um, however, I can tell you this. They have focused all of their energy on the new TV deals, NBC Universal and Fox, to the point of hiring Paul Heyman, Eric Bischoff, getting everything involved. And honestly, we're transitioning Vince out is what it appears. Um, he's going to do the XFL. That's going to be his retirement fun money thing, right? I mean, that's that's my opinion anyway. I think when you look at Vince, it's it's one of those things where we always talk about Vince is never going to retire. What, what you can always hope most for if you feel Vince is the problem is what other fun, new, shiny toys do they have to play with? Yeah. For yeah. you as a fan who feels that Vince is lost touch with reality, you better damn well hope the XFL succeeds then. Sure. Because the more well-off the XFL is, the more Vince is going to be involved, likely. Yeah, and there, there's a couple of things that kind of point to this, right? Like, they hired in Heyman and Bischoff, you know, Bischoff really to help be that liaison between the WWE and Fox. Heyman is somebody who was just still in touch with the audience after all of these years, as he's, you know, he's been writing some of the best programming for WWE, and Raw over the last two months has been the better show. Um, consistently anyway. So you put those people in place. You see Stephanie now becoming that the, the figurehead of the company. She's kind of in all of those big meetings. When they kicked off SmackDown last week, it was Vince and Stephanie. Um, Stephanie's given her life to this business. It's always been the thought of me that she is going to be that figurehead moving forward. Will she have 100% power? Probably not. But will she be that figurehead? I believe so. And then, of course, Shane being written off of wrestling television as a wrestler, I think is also another small indicator that, okay, we we may be moving away from Vince and we're moving into the new direction. Yeah, I, I think that all plays into it. Um, again, we talked about writing off the Vince character, if that's your play, yes. um, on the other show. Um I don't feel Vince, again, is ever going to go away. I just, as we get closer and closer to the XFL, there's only so many hours of the day. Even if he sleeps three hours a day, there's only so many hours sure. he can dedicate towards WWE at this point. Is he going to have the final say on things? Sure. Is he probably going to be as involved in booking meetings? Probably not. No. You're probably going to get a lot more of, all right, Paul, here's what I'd like yeah. to hit. Eric, here's what I'd like to hit. Send me the final over. I'll change anything I want to, but I don't really know if there's going to be that direct correlation of Vince and these other writers um, yeah. after the beginning of the year. And then also, I'm assuming with the stock, with the with the stockholders and stuff like that, being the face of the, I, I'm Stephanie will start transitioning more into that spot. I'm assuming Vince will never be out of it completely until he's the the day he's no longer with us. However, until then, um, I I, I believe. He's going to be uh, um, visibly smaller with the company, but still have final say over everything. It's, I mean, it's, it's why it's why he put the pieces in place he has. They're there for a reason, and I think 
think the biggest thing too, and we'll move on to the draft in a moment, was prior to them launching the NXT show, there was a reason why Paul Lebeck wasn't running one of the shows on Monday or Fridays. Yeah. Um, there's a bigger plan there, and there always was. Yeah, and you know they they've talked about launching an NXT Japan. Mm-hmm. Um, I I'm of the firm belief, you know, Triple H is doing the expansion. He's running the expansion of the company. So let's move on. Um, we're gonna do a fun draft episode. We talk, we kind of do what we just did, where we really get in the weeds with business and how everything works and why the moving parts are the way they are. But we're gonna have fun today. Um. You guys have been wanting us to do a draft special. We did one actually, like one of our first episodes was a draft special when they did the shakeup. Yeah. Um, so we have the, we have some fun sound effects. Um, we are going to start with SmackDown Live. We tried to keep this as relatively um, reasonable as possible. It is our picks. Um, we'll kind of explain why we picked who we did where. And then at the end of it, we will kind of talk about who's probably not going to end up on the show's they might have end up ended up on, especially at the top. Yeah, I mean it's a, it's a full on mock draft, guys. It is not a hey, here's the predictions of where people are going. It's just hey, let's have some fun with this. You know, WWE's doing a draft. Let's do a draft, right? You've got one brand. I've got one brand. Let's roll with it. All right. So Tom, uh, we're gonna give SmackDown Live the first pick. What we're gonna do is every time you hear this sound. You will know a pick is coming, and um, Tom, for SmackDown Live, why don't you go ahead and announce your first pick? With the first pick in the 2019 draft, SmackDown selects Brock Lesnar. Yeah, and Tom, why don't you go ahead and just, uh, why, why, why would you take Brock number one? Uh, we current heavyweight champion Brock Lesnar, one of the biggest draws in WWE. And I think he's going to be working a lot more in Fox Watson. Yeah, you also, you know, you launched the Cain Velasquez angle as well. Um, we, we talked about yesterday, if that's a multi, that's a multi-match program, then uh, Brock makes sense here. He's the biggest star in the company, period. I don't think there's much more to add there. What, about, what do you think? I, again, I, I go back to Brock, and he's still the one selling the shows. Um you know, a lot of fans may be over him. They weren't really happy with what happened with Kofi. Um, at the end of the day, it's it's a big picture model for Brock. Um, and he's a he's now on SmackDown, and he'll be on Fox. All right, so now Raw, we get our first pick, and our first pick is somebody that while Roman Reigns was out, while Brock was away. The man picked up the ball, and she's run with it. I'm thinking Becky Lynch is my first pick in the draft. And the reason why I would take Becky as the, first, in the, as the first pick for the Raw side is the reasons I just explained. She's picked up the ball. She's arguably become the biggest star in the company that is a full-time uh, employee. When Roman was down, when Brian uh, was a heel, Brock wasn't full-time. She really picked up that ball, and she's run with it. Yeah, it's real hard to argue, and we we go back to that WrestleMania main event, right? Um, no main evented WrestleMania, but she did main event WrestleMania with another person, and with the second pick two team SmackDown, 
SmackDown select Charlotte Flair. It takes two to real, real bring in that atmosphere that you want from a main event. Charlotte was able to do it with Becky. Charlotte will be heading the women's division on the Friday night brand. I completely agree there. Um, I think these two end up on one of the shows. Um, it kind of makes sense um, that Becky's the first pick for a show. So Charlotte would be the next logical pick. She's the champion. She's arguably the biggest star in the women's division. So, yeah, I, I completely agree with this pick here. And so next, for Monday Night Raw, I'm going to take the man's man. I'm going to take the Universal Champion. Do not boo. I hear you booing already. <laughs> Do not boo my champion. No. No, sir. We will not stand for this. When John Moxley left, folks, <laughs> who was still here? Seth Rollins. He did what he had to do Sunday at that match that may or may not have happened. <laughs> uh, I, I'm taking Seth Rollins for obvious reasons. Uh, he, he's one of the best wrestlers in the world, if not the best wrestler in the world. He's the champion of my show. Um, and as a heel or a face, he's he's really, really good. Um, I, I think the stink should come off of him by Friday, hopefully. And, you know, hopefully we move in a new direction for uh, for our champion, the Architect. I hope that new directions a complete heel turn and him turning on the fans as well because yeah. I've got nothing. Yeah, uh, you, you would think so. Um, you would hope so. Moving on to Team SmackDown's next pick. We talk about big business. We talk about draws. And I talk about bringing in an audience. SmackDown is going to bring in the big dog. With their next pick, they are going Roman Reigns. Yeah, when you think about it, I mean, he's he's the third pick of your show. Arguably, uh, when healthy, the biggest star of the shows. And you got him You got him in the third round. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, when you were looking at building a show, you have to look at every demo. And with this show being on Fox, I, yeah. I've got to bring some names and I've got to bring in some casuals. I, I, I completely agree. Uh, Roman's always a good pick. Honestly speaking... Um, just to kind of break away from our mock for a moment. Honestly speaking, guys, Roman could be in any... I, I think this is the floor for Roman in the real draft. Yeah. Is this spot right here? Yes. I don't think there's much arguing. All right. Well, you mentioned that maybe um, Seth Rollins should turn heel because of what may or may not have happened at um, Hell in a Cell. Which may or may not have happened as well. Yes, yes. So, I am going to take a proven babyface. Maybe the greatest hugger of all time. I think I'm Daniel Bryan with my third pick. Um, again, I'm looking at a three-hour show. Um, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at some workers for this show. I love da Daniel Bryan's star power. And I think if you did flip Seth Rollins... Man, would you not like to see Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan for uh, for for a few months? So that's how I do it, and I do it in that order. So it's a good pick. It's a good pick. All right, you want to go ahead with your next pick? Moving on to SmackDown Live, the next pick in the draft is the Scottish Psychopath Drew McIntyre. Whoa, that's 
Wow. Drew Ma- All right, defend this one. Right after Roman, before a lot of other big names. Why a Drew? A lot of other big names. I, when I looked at my show and I looked at how Brock is going to likely be used, and I looked at the fact that he, we're probably turning Brock by Mania of next year, okay? Sure. I needed the next big heel. I needed somebody fresh. I needed somebody new. And I needed that visual. Sure. Who can be my heel and have that visual factor? And we went with Drew McIntyre, who not only gets it done visually, but can get it done in the ring. Yeah, um, I, I think you you nail all the, the points there. Also, there's a high upside with Drew McIntyre because I think there's a lot of untapped potential here in WWE so far. Um, so since you went with a potential pick, I'm going to go ahead and do the same. Um, I'm going to break out a little bit. Bro. <laughs> I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and draft somebody who we're huge on. Um, if you haven't figured it out yet, uh, we're big Matt Riddle fans, and so is Monday Night Raw. So for our fourth pick, we're going to take the original bro, Matt Riddle, and I think he actually does end up on the show. Um, I, I think he ends up being drafted to Raw as well. Um, shit, at, at this point, he might be drafted to SmackDown. Um, all those things being said, it, it he'd be much better with Paul Heyman behind him. Yes. But there's a long-term plan there, so we'll see how it goes. Um, and I don't think that pick you just made was really that far out of the ballpark of where I see him going. Yeah, you and I kind of talked about it yesterday. I think that the perfect spot for him would be that opening pick of Raw because it's a two, it's a two-day event, the draft is, and that real big moment because the, the first hour of Raw generally gets the most amount of eyeballs. Having Matt Riddle as the first pick on your show I think could be a really good spot for him. That's where I would probably have him. Yeah, it's, it's a good spot. Um, going back into the draft, I... I'm going to have to do it, and I'm going to have three habits. Uh, Thank God. Bring the Fiend to SmackDown Live. Thank God. <laughs> Why don't you go ahead? Uh... Man, this theme song is so good, I don't want to stop it. I wanted the Fiend as far away from Seth Rollins as humanly possible. <laughs> it's if funny. There, that... if, there, if there was a different tour on a different continent, that's where the Fiend would be right now. <laughs> Yeah, I want. Uh, it's funny because as we were kind of laying out the show today, uh, we were going back and forth, and I said, "Dude, I don't know. If, I don't know if I can draft the fiend because the stench of it, the stench of that main event, just then lingers, right? Like they're they're both better off being on separate shows." Uh, yeah, yeah, and then some. Uh, yeah. By the way, I've completely dropped the 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 uh, draft drop. By the way, it's messing up with our <laughs> intros, and I like the entrance music a lot better than the draft drop. So sorry, sorry, fam, if you were enjoying the draft drop better than the uh, intros, but I made an executive decision here. Um, so moving back to your show, sure. Uh, Fiend adds the SmackDown uh, Raw with the next pick. Who you yeah. got? I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Braun Strowman. Um, there's a few reasons why. Um, I'm taking him a little higher, uh, than I would probably like to hate, take him, but honestly speaking, he's probably going to go right in this area in the real draft. Um, I'll say this, I, I I'm kind of drafting him for the Tyson Fury fight. I want to bring okay. some eyeballs to my show. Okay. Um, that's cool. Bring some eyeballs to the Halloween show in Saudi. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> I'm glad uh, you got that marketing strategy behind your brand. You know. Going back to SmackDown Live, because I, I need another babyface, we are going to go with 
Kevin Owens. Another theme song. Like, you may have the best theme songs on your show. <laughs> like, if you watch shows for theme songs, you you may have it. Um, yeah, I mean, Kevin Owens is a superstar. Uh, he got a great showcase uh, last week, getting Shane McMahon out of there. And if you need, if you're gonna keep uh, the title on Brock for a while, and you want to space out that Roman bit, going to a uh, Kevin Owens Brock Lesnar would not be a bad call. I, it's it's the way to go. It's an option, and it gives you other options at the top, too. And with Drew McIntyre being on the show, I can go that route as well. Absolutely. So with the ne- next pick. He just came off a title loss. Um, I, I mean, I guess there's a chance that he's not with me through the first quarter of next year. Uh, <laughs> however, the, the star pair of Randy Orton... Um, I, I I mean, this is a value pick right here. Uh, he's a he's a big name. He's arguably one of the 15, 20 biggest names of all time. Um, and he he's still got a lot of tread left on the tire. So again, if I'm looking for opponents for my babyface Seth Rollins, Randy Orton would be that guy. Okay. Um. Well, I I need to add some star power to my show as well on SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live is going to draft. AJ Styles. Yeah, this is a this is a great pick for um again I don't want to stop the thing. Um this is a great pick for SmackDown Live. He can work the top of the card, he can work the middle of the card, he can put on 20 minute matches on a show, he can have the match of the night at a pay-per-view, you can put him in a six man tag with the club. There's so many things you can do with AJ Styles on that SmackDown show. I love it. I love it. I love it. Why don't you go ahead? Was it just a star power pick? You know, I, I looked at AJ, and it's it's from an in-ring standpoint that, you know, he's he's no spring chicken, but AJ can still go out there and put on really clean, really good matches on Friday nights on yeah. Fox, and I have a brand over there that he can work with those top guys. So it's kind of why we went with AJ in the, the spot here. That was a uh, – look, that's a, that's a great pick. Another, another high-value pick. Um, up next for me – I'm going to need an opponent for Becky. We already had Hell in a Cell with Sasha, so I'm going to continue the streak of separating my champion away from people they fought at Hell in a Cell. And I'm going to go with Sasha's best friend and Bailey. I'm going to bring Bailey over to Raw. I think that's a great fit for her. I think Heyman can do a lot with heel Bailey. I like the dynamic of heel Bailey. Um, I'm supportive of you of breaking anything that happened on Hell in a Cell completely apart. Um, Even the good stuff. I, I will go further into this uh, breaking things apart, and you've now added Bailey to your show. I am going to make the next selection and add Sasha Banks to Team SmackDown. Yeah, you can really uh, have a great feud here with her and Charlotte. It's a feud we've already seen. Uh, years ago, but you know they work well, and introducing that feud to a lot of new eyeballs on SmackDown, I, I think that's a great call. Yeah, I, it, it gives you options, but again, if we have to build from the top of the card, we're also going to have to build a women's division too. Yep. And while it's not as deep as the men's roster, obviously, that we're able to choose from, we, we're making those selections based on where we need to put people on the card. Absolutely. So since you went ahead and took AJ Styles and having a mid-card title, 
I'm going to go ahead and get a really cool entrance as well, along with a title. Uh, I'm going to bring the Intercontinental title back over to Monday Night Raw. I'm going to take Shinsuke Nakamura. Um, I, I think we've gone to the judges right now about Sami Zayn, whether he's included or not. So we're unsure at this time if this includes <laughs> Sami Zayn. Um, I, I, honestly speaking, I, I think Zayn would really be suited best going back over to NXT. Uh, at this point, I, I it's hard for me to argue. Um, and at this point, too, it's hard for me to argue that that wasn't a plan at one point. Sure. Um, so you're adding Nakamura to Raw. Yeah. Um, need a fresh coat of paint anyway. And I do want to see what Paul Heyman can do with him. Yeah, absolutely. One of the guys that doesn't draw a lot of concern for me and what show is going to be best for them that I feel they're going to be fine with is going to be the next selection for SmackDown. SmackDown Live. Brings in Samoa Man, man! Why'd I have to have an Intercontinental Championship? I could have got a cool theme song and a Samoan (laughs) badass. Man, this sucks. I should have went with Joe. I got to talk to my advisors here for a moment. Uh, Go ahead. Why why do you think Joe fits on this SmackDown show? Joe can work anywhere. Um, Joe can work as that guy to help bring younger stars over. Joe can also be that guy to help get a baby face over. I like Joe in a lot of different positions, and his promos are fantastic. He brings that real fight feel as well that's missing. Um, for those reasons and others, that's why Samoa Joe is now headed to the SmackDown brand. Well, that's pretty good. Hold on, hold on one second. Yep. Uh huh. So it, it would it would include her as well. All right, all right. I've I've made my I've made my selection on the next pick. Uh, I have gotten clarification as well. My next pick is a view maker. Ratings drawer, woman stealer. Taking Bobby Lashley, and this does include Lana. I checked with the judges, checked with the panel. They're in agreement that I get Lana with Bobby Lashley. Uh, I I think Lashley ends up on Raw. I think that's a reason why they've started this long-term feud on the Raw brand. And quite frankly, I think Heyman and Lashley, they've worked together in the past, and Heyman's a big fan of Lashley. So I think this just makes sense on so many levels. What's yeah, the advisors also have just told me that y- you get Rusev with that pick, too. All right. All right, man. Yep, you can go ahead and have mustache. Rusev as part of that pick. Yeah, I get that sweet mustache. See, you don't have one sweet mustache on your show. You have great theme songs, no mustaches. <laughs> no stashes. <laughs> However, the advisors have also just informed me that tag teams are going to be going together during this draft. So... We're going to go ahead and select one of the best tag teams in the last decade. SmackDown Live brings in the Usos. Yeah, this is a great pick. Uh, To your point, they are one of the best tag teams of the last decade. I think that when you look at... when you look at tag teams right now, I think it's clear. I think it's them and the Young Bucks as the two best tag teams in the world. Um and I think they fit the SmackDown show well. What Bischoff likes to do, constructing shows, they can have that 15-minute match to kick off the show and really get the crowd going. Great pick for SmackDown here. I I look at it from a standpoint of, you know, if we're building a division and we're building a tag division, who do you want to build around? And I went with the Usos. All right, so um, unfortunately, uh, there's a lot of red flags with the Usos. Um, 
So you have I have to watch no that. idea what you're referring to. There's, you have to there's watch many that. rest leg flags in Hell in a Cell. So, <laughs> so you you will um, you do get the Usos. You also get Naomi. Um, so good job there. But the, the Usos fall in this draft due to the red flags. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and jump out in front of things. Um, tag teams may start going on a run. So I'm gonna go ahead and take the Raw Tag Team Champions and keep them on my show. I love the chemistry of these two guys right now. Uh, Bobby Roode and Dolph Ziggler, um, I think right now, I didn't think I would like them when I first saw them together. They actually mesh really well. Now, does Roode still have the stash? Are you adding your stashes on Raw? I am. I, I, am, adding, I am adding sweet stashes, and uh, you know, I'm actually going to petition for Ziggler to cut his hair into a mullet. Oh, so I, okay. I'm going to go full eight. You know, NWA did really well last night with their broadcast, and it made sure me think. Did. Uh, 70s and 80s style may be back. I may request Braun Strowman and Dolph Ziggler to go to full mullet status. Stay oh, tuned. Can you imagine that nice feathered mullet and Dolph's oh, hair? Man, that, he would he would look like Sean even more than he already yeah. does. Yeah. <laughs> He's got a really nice mullet right now and nice and feathered as Brian Pillman Jr. Oh, man. And he embraces it. Oh, yeah. He loves that thing. He's so, great, by the way. While we're talking about big beards and big people, oh, man. SmackDown Live wants to go ahead and add to that tag division. With the next pick, SmackDown Live, they will bring on the Viking Raiders. I'm not sure there's a tag team that's impressed more uh, over the last month and who's turned it around more in the last month. Heyman's done a great job with them. Yeah, um, they've definitely helped rebuild them i don't know how long it's going to take me to get over ibar and eric i thought i'd be over it by now and i'm just not, not. i don't know why sure but putting that aside they're they're in ring work it was a can't miss team like yeah you looked at how bad it was botched from the beginning and it didn't matter because sure. it was can't miss from day one i completely agree and um what we we have some we have some conflict here because of my next pick apparently I don't get all the members of this team, but I'm going to take the New Day, and I guess I'm going to end up getting Xavier Woods and Big E only from this. Um, I think they would make for a great opponent for Rude and Ziggler. They're a great foundational pick for my tag division. Um, so, yeah, I, I take Big E and Xavier Woods. Okay, I mean, I can't really argue the New Day has been a real representation of of. SmackDown and Raw for a long, long time. Um, almost becoming household names with a lot of the younger fans, which they're having a very hard time drawing with. Sure. However, to your discredit, you didn't get the one member of the New Day who was just the WWE champion of the world. SmackDown Live will bring on Kofi Kingston. Yeah, you know, I, I fought for this because I thought when I took the New Day, I would get Kofi as well. Unfortunately, no, I just get Woods and uh, Big E with this. A um, little upset. A little upset with this. Um, Kofi, again, go to the top of the card now. Stay in the middle of the card. He's going to provide Bischoff with that, that worker in the middle of a show he loves to have on his shows. Yeah, I mean, we, we have options at this point, and he's so versatile that we can use him where we need to. Absolutely. So for my next pick, I'm going to take some more champions. Okay. You you still don't have a tag champion on your show. I don't. I'm going to have two sets of tag champions on my show. 
Except I'm not going to take the Revival, who may or may not be unhappy. Dawson's knee may or may not be hurting. I'm going to take the Kabuki Warriors and really build this women's tag division. Go ahead and give them time to work. And maybe I can also push them to NXT here and there when yeah. needed. I love the heel turn from them. Um, I would have liked for it to be done a little differently, but, and I saw somebody complaining and it laughed. Like, how come they're giving Asuka mist? Um, I was just about to ask you that. Because mist has always been over. It's never (laughs) not been over. So we gave it to, we gave it to Asuka because it's over and we haven't seen it a long time and it works. Like I, I enjoy it. Yeah. I think um, a lot of people complained about her doing the mist to win. I was, I was, Really, really surprised. I don't... People don't surprise me anymore. <laughs> um, so, with the next pick, SmackDown Live is going to need some titles. Um, this this was debated. It was debated. The Revival are now headed to SmackDown. A lot of red flags here with Revival. You know, are you going to have them past April? How is that knee holding up? But... Yeah. We went ahead and we're going to maximize that tag team division on SmackDown Live. We're going to add the revival with the Usos, with the Viking Raiders. Ooh, that's a, that's a look. If I, if I'm thinking about tag divisions, if you think about those old WCW tag divisions, you had the Steiners, you had Harlem Heat, you had the Outsiders, you had star power, really good working tag teams, and that's what you've done again here. That's that's a solid pick. Um, for my next pick, I think there's a reason we saw this guy on Monday Night Raw this week. Um, I think Alistair Black and Paul Heyman is just a match made in heaven. Getting into the good, good, sweet um, theme song game too on this one, huh? Yeah, I'm. I'm trying to jump in. I'm trying to bring my my level of theme music up by bringing Alistair Black, who might have the best entrance right now in wrestling, not named the Fiend. Um, so since I had to ship away the fiend because I don't want the stench of Seth Rollins, I'm going to bring in another dark character where hopefully we don't smash his head with a sledgehammer and call the bell. But not too dark of a character where he's an atheist and Fox is scared of him, right? Just wanted to clarify. <laughs> yeah, no, th- this, ha- this has nothing to do with, <laughs> with Fox not liking atheists. <laughs> Moving on. The SmackDown Live brand is going to add some more theme music. They are going to add the one and only Ricochet to their brand. And I'll say this. While I'm not sure every pick we've made here is correct, the way this show is being built on SmackDown, that you're doing on SmackDown Live right now, really represents what I think Bischoff likes in a, in a show. Ricochet's another one of those guys. Yeah. I, you know, he brings some eyes to the television set. Um, I wish they would stop pushing he's a superhero down our throat. Yeah. But that being said, Absolutely. he's definitely gotten himself over, and, oh, and he's kept himself to that level, so when the push is ready to happen, he's ready for it. And you have Michael Cole on your show, so just to let you know, you're going to hear Superhero 17 times before I he I did not draft away. Michael Cole. Was that inherited to me? Yeah, yeah. No, that's that's inherited. That's a part, of the, cool. part of the cool. set. You get that really cool set, but you have to take Michael Cole. All right, yeah, I get it. Um, so my next pick is I, I I really need some more good workers here, and I, I want some more upside. I want some guys that Heyman can build into stars. It's what he does so well. So for my next pick, I'm going to take Andrade. 
Not Andrade Cien Almas. No, 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 no. But Andrade. Um, One of the steals of the draft. Yeah. I, I don't think there's anybody on this planet that doesn't think he can be a star. And look, I drafted him and I drafted Matt Riddle onto the same show. I think both of us could watch them wrestle for like the rest of eternity because I just see those two clicking together. Yeah, and you need to bring some new faces to Raw. And, and you need to start pushing new talent. So it's a great pick. Yeah. You know, we're moving on to this new talent you're adding to Raw. Yeah. You know, I, I'm a Fox show on SmackDown Live. I, I, I'm a big show on SmackDown. I'm a big show on the Fox Network. I want to bring in a big guy. Okay. Uh, with the next pick of SmackDown Live... Come on. Smackdown Live brings in John Cena. Wow. Wow. It, it makes sense, though. I think if Cena's going to make appearances on a show, it's definitely going to be on that Fox show. Yep. It's going to be on the SmackDown brand that he helped build. Right. It's a great pick. So go ahead and why don't you break down a little bit? I, I know it's a star power pick again. I but where could you see a, him? It's a star power pick. It's a casual fan pick. Like, I, I'm sure. trying to capitalize on the Fox network. So using somebody like John Cena is going to help me capitalize. I think WWE needs John Cena to return to get some eyes and to try to get some younger viewers if they can at this point. Sure. And I think at this point, with Cena's schedule opening up a little bit with the movies before it gets busy again, I think WWE is going to need to open that checkbook and get him to come back for at least a three-month program. Yeah, it could work. Um, and look, if you have if you have that title on Lesnar, man, a Royal Rumble spot with Lesnar and Cena, that, that could work out really well. Um, and I don't think people would get upset about it because then you have the Rumble match um, to kind of pull those hardcore fans over, if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, my next pick in the draft, uh, you're bringing back John Cena. I'm going to bring back a, a name that's not a superstar power, but he is a very, very flexible guy. He can work all the way around the card. Um, I'm going to take Sheamus for my next pick. The returning Celtic warrior Sheamus. You know, Sheamus, obviously some injury concerns going into this draft and where he fell, but again, if we're Looking at a guy who comes across on TV like a star and fans are accepting of him, I think at this point, healthy, Sheamus could be an answer for a, another star. All right, Tom, why don't you go ahead with your next pick? With the next pick to SmackDown Live, we're going to continue the middle of the card. We're going to build some guys. We're going to bring in Buddy Murphy. I think I accidentally chose his last theme there. That's ah, a good um, theme. Adding to mine. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Buddy Murphy, great pick. Again, with uh, Bischoff shows that do really well, workers in the middle. You're, you're, you're establishing that show. You're building that show as I, as I expect Bischoff to. But let me go ahead and move to my next pick. She got a huge win on Monday over Lacey Evans. I'm going to take Natty. Uh, again, I'm taking flexibility here. Um, she can work up top. She could get a tag partner and work the uh, tag division. I think Natty is a, is a solid pick here. Yeah, great worker. She can really help the younger talent. And um, again, it's adding to your women's roster. Um, speaking to adding things, I'm going to go ahead and spruce up my tag team division a little bit more. I'm going to give AJ some running mates. SmackDown Live selects Gallows and Anderson, the club. 
Yeah, great pick. Um, I think I, I I see no way that they split them up unless they send uh, Gallows and Anderson over to NXT to be with Balor. Correct. That's the only way I see it as well. Um, next up is another tag team that Heyman has done really well with on Raw lately. Um, I'm going to take AOP. I think they're monsters. I think they have a high upside. When I think about Heyman and what he does well is uh, he takes these guys that have a high upside and he brings them as high as he possibly can. I think AOP could be stars. I accentuate the positive side, the negative Heyman. And we're really starting to see a lot more of that with AOP. So, you know, this wasn't their thing. Let's not do it again. This wasn't their thing. We'll stop doing it. Um, I really like that AOP is also kept away from the Viking Raiders in this draft. Yeah. Because that's something you can see down the line that doesn't need to happen right now. After you already build them both. Correct. Yeah. So I'm going to just go back to the SmackDown side for a moment. and I, I still see tag teams, and I'm building my tag team division. SmackDown Live selects heavy machinery with their tag team division. Yeah, we talked a lot about Otis um, on the last couple shows. Yeah. He's a star. Heavy Machinery has a lot of talent. Again, when I think of a Bischoff show, I know I sound like a recording here. I think they make sense in this spot with with Heyman. Yeah, yeah. There's some star power there, obviously, and a unique, and it's a new act, and I have it on Fox now. Absolutely. So my next pick is a guy with the best nickname in all of wrestling right now. Taking Shorty Gable. Um, when I when I think about a high upside guy, that's what I'm drafting right now. I'm drafting on potential. He's he's put on some great matches right now. He's made uh, King Corbin look like a million bucks. And again, he's a guy I think Heyman would love to invest in. I, I understand where you're coming from with that. Um, the the first name is really ruining things for me. That new moniker they've given him. <laughs> um, he's no longer Chad. He's now Shorty. Um, those things being said, there's no denying the talent in the ring. So I'm sure under the right tutelage, he could thrive. Um, SmackDown Live is really lacking in their women's division. With the next pick of the draft, SmackDown Live selects Shayna Baszler. Wow. Wow. So this is one of those where I don't really see this happening, but there is a world out there where Shayna drops the title Wednesday and she's in the draft on Friday, don't you think? I think that's possible. I think it's more possible she gets drafted and then drops the title after. Oh, um, that could happen too. Those things being said, when we did this draft and we set some parameters, there was only a few people from NXT we were taking due to the reality aspects. Um, we weren't going to take you know Undisputed Era off that show because it's not a reality right now. Sure. We weren't going to take Ciampa off the show. It's just not a reality. Uh, with the talent we selected from that show, obviously we had talked with each other of who, who would be possible that wouldn't kill that brand, but that could be draft selected, and that's where Shayna came from. Absolutely, and on uh, for my next pick, I just want to let you all know, Monday Night Raw, we want the smoke. Want the smoke, we huh? We want all the smoke. Red cups and smoke. The Street Profits are going to Monday Night Raw. I think it might be the worst kept secret in the whole draft. Um, there's a there, there's a reason they've been doing the cameo thing on Raw now for for months and months and months. Yeah, I I agree, and I, I think that's where they're going, and it'll be a fun act to watch on Raw. Again, it's really it's helping that tag division which needs help, um, and it has for a long time. Absolutely. Um, going back to the SmackDown Live brand, I I'm gonna go back to my women's division for a moment. I will add the goddess 
Alexa Man, Bliss. This may be Smackdown the biggest deal of the draft right now. Um, we talk about decorations. We talk about resume. There's few women on the roster that has a better resume than Alexa Bliss. Yeah, I think people... A lot of people see those four horsewomen and then nobody far after, right? Where yeah. Alexa's done so much for this women's division. And granted, no, she's not Charlotte in the ring. But she played that heel character so well for so long that she got herself over as a face. Like, she's done more with less than anyone in a long time. And I think she's tremendous. I agree. So my next pick for Monday Night Raw is, this is a dual pick for me. Um, I have a reality show I need to take care of on NBC, or on on E. Um, I have um, a spot open in the mid card that I need to fill. The Miz is a guy, can move up, can move down, and can help establish these young guys. Would love to see a good Miz-Andrade feud. Okay. Um, I, again, you know, we've got the Miz and Misses. It does tremendous ratings for NBC Universal. Yep. Keeping him on that program. SmackDown Live with our next pick is going to go back in time for a moment. Man! SmackDown on Fox brings in John Morrison, a.k.a. Johnny Man of Many Last Names. <laughs> Johnny Elite. Yeah. <laughs> uh, great pick. John Morrison to SmackDown Live. Great pick. Guy who can help elevate some of these mid-carders that you drafted. Um, and if you needed him to move up and take on a, a main eventer, he could do that as well. Great pick. Great flex pick. Um, you've, you've done a lot of returns here. I've done a couple. I'm going to do another one. Um, I'm going to go ahead and select build for my women's division, whether it's the tag or the singles. I'm going to take Ruby Riot. Um, I think Ruby Riot is somebody who could help um, herself, A, but B, again, she's somebody that can work that tag division or work the singles division. A Ruby Riot-Becky Lynch feud could be really fun as well. Yeah, I think it's a, a talent that really is ready to make that next step. And hopefully after the draft, they can make that next step. I'm going to go a little off the board on my next pick because okay. it's, it's sink or swim on this one. I'm going to add to my women's division as well. I'm going to go with Ember Moon. I just, I just want to know, how do you end up with all these killer theme songs? Yeah, right? It's like I said, drafted <laughs> like that. We didn't even talk about this off air. <laughs> but literally, every theme song I queue up for you, it's it's amazing. Uh, Ember Moon, uh, high ceiling, low floor. Uh, she's one of those people that really needs to see it click. I'm not sure it ever fully clicked in NXT. Definitely hasn't fully clicked on the main roster. But the talent is there. The yeah. talent is certainly there. I just, it's time. Uh, so it looks like there's going to be a run on women. So I'm going to go ahead and take one that's talented as well. Uh, and I'm also, this is also a block. Um, I'm going to block your ability to pair up Alexa Bliss with Nikki Cross. Um, I think there's a reason they took the tag titles off of them. And I'm going to take Nikki Cross. Um, again, somebody who could feud with Becky Lynch. Somebody I could put in the tag division as she's already worked in it. I think she's, I think she's really flexible for my brand. Okay, great. Um, I I like Nikki's character. I like how different the different dynamics she can play when doing that role as well. Sure. Um, you said a run on women. Well, let's add one more to SmackDown Live. SmackDown Live. Select Mandy Rose. Is this just because you have Corey Graves on your show? 
Like, you know, we we looked at some realities here, and I I needed some <laughs> some things to feature to Fox, and we we are gonna feature those things as Mandy Rose. <laughs> feature. <laughs> that was the most Stephen way of you to ever say that, right? Um, I'm gonna go ahead. I, I'm gonna continue this run on women, and this is my last uh, movement from NXT. I brought in the Street Profits. I'm gonna bring in Bianca Belair. High, high, high upside. This could be somebody who is the the new face moving forward over the next few years of the women's division. She has all the talent in the world. Taking Bianca Belair. I just can't wait for the heat when the first heel cuts off the ponytail. Oh, it's it's got to happen. I mean, that payoff is going to be fantastic. Oh, it's going to be huge. Uh, we're adding women. I'm going to add one more at this point. SmackDown Live is going to add Liv Morgan. Okay, a really, really interesting pick here because if you follow her on Twitter or any kind of social media, she's teasing a really dark side of herself. Yeah. Yep. I, the, I, I would like to see a crazy live character. I think most of us would. Um, for not my next pick, I need, to, I need to circle back around. I really need to build this tag division up. Um, I'm going to take two guys who just went toe-to-toe with Brian and Roman Reigns. I'm going to take Eric Rowan and Luke Harper. Uh, I think the reason they fall so far down in this draft is Luke Harper. You're unsure. Is he happy? Is he not happy? Is he going to hang around when his contract's up? Um, So there's some red flags there with Luke Harper. Yeah, with with that being said, I think looking at Harper and Rowan, I I have to assume their best work within the company has been with each other. Um, Maybe not Harper, who had a tremendous ladder match with Dolph Ziggler about five years back. Yeah. But besides that, I mean... They're pretty much linked to each other, so I can see where you're going with that. I need to add some more youth, some more talent in the middle of my show, talent that fans can get excited for. SmackDown Live is adding Cedric Alexander. Man, that's a great pick. That's a great value right there. Uh, North Carolina kid, love him. Um, although, you know, I, I, you know, are you guys going to bury him on the card? Because rumor has it that the the People behind the scenes see nothing in this kid. Got it. Got it. Losing to Asia Styles the barrier. I gotta write that down. God, I guess John Cena got buried then, huh? Yeah. All right. So for Many my people. next pick, I, I need to bring in some more hands. I brought in Miz for this reason. I need to bring in some guys who can who can have some great matches with some of these young guys. Help teach them the ropes. Um, I'm gonna bring in Shelton Benjamin. He has a history with Paul Heyman. Again, he can work in a tag division. He can help a guy. Maybe even uh, Shorty Gable, he had a little uh, mini feud with. Maybe you can rekindle that and let them put on some fire matches. Taking Shelton Benjamin here. Okay, I like the Shelton pick. He can still go, even at his age. He looks tremendous, and I think the biggest difference with Shelton Benjamin now than 10 years ago is how much bigger he looks than everyone. Like, (laughs) during Shelton's first run, he was one of the smaller guys, and now he's one of the bigger guys. It really shows you the dynamic of wrestling has changed a lot. Absolutely. Um, going back to SmackDown Live, I'm just looking at my women's division. And I just want to, I want to put it over the top. I need a new face. We are going with Tony Storm. Wow. Um, it's a pick. I'm not sure happens. Um, on it could. Uh, you could bring her up for the reasons that you uh you explained. Um, I I think she might get brought up to NXT proper. However, I I agree with you. Um. I used it from the realm of I know how high she is in a few people's backstage. 
Sure. And the possibility of her skipping NXT and going to one of those shows is possible. And that's where this came from. Is it likely, like you said? No, it's not. But that's where the logic came from, and that's how we're able to use this. So, Tony Storm to SmackDown Live. With my next pick, I'm going to be able to take a guy who I had top five. Top five on my board. I'm taking King Corbin. Steven's run on bad music continues as King uh, Corbin are you joins serious? Raw. His theme song is amazing. Best <laughs> in the company. Uh, I, I get a look. I get a stud heel that can work up, down, wherever. I'm, I'm taking Corbin here. Okay, I will take another heel that relies on the microphone much more than the in ring. I'm gonna walk with him. We're going to bring Elias to SmackDown Live. Yeah, um, great pick here. I actually think in real life they might be flipped. I think Elias might end up on Raw. I think Corbin might end up on SmackDown. I think there's a reason you did that. You, you had um, Corbin as the guy that The Rock uh, belittled on SmackDown. Okay. Um, my next pick, some more youth, some more upside, a big star. He's got a good theme song. He does flippy stuff that everybody loves. <laughs> Taking Mustafa Ali, another guy that could feud with a guy like uh, Shelton Benjamin. He could feud with a guy like um, maybe a heel Miz. He could feud with um, Corbin. Ali can uh, cover up a lot of ugliness on Monday Night Raw. Okay. With uh, the next pick from SmackDown Live, I'm looking for a reset here. We are going with Apollo Crews. Yeah, much like um, Ember Moon, it's um, it's time to uh, either get up or get out, right? Yeah, need need a reset here. Um, Apollo was one of those guys where he was flat flat out called up too early, not from an in ring standpoint, but from that familiarity with the crowd. Um, sure. And I I think the guy just needs a little little bit of push behind him, and he could do something. Absolutely. So I'm going to go ahead and continue to beat you here at the bottom of the draft. And I'm going to take a team that is truly iconic. Taking the Iconics here. Okay. Um, You know, I I think the Iconics really work for me in this matter, too, as long as they keep the rest of your roster safe, because they weren't (laughs) headed to the SmackDown Live roster. Um, The SmackDown Live roster, however, will also add to their females, and we're going to go with Sonya Deville. Ooh, maybe the best striker in the entire women's division. All right, so for our last pick, I think we're I think we're getting to the end here, folks. Like yeah. we're we're not gonna we're not gonna keep scraping the bottom here. Um, I'm unsure how many picks we even did, um, but for my last pick is somebody that I want to be able to pair with Ruby Riot for a tag division. I think she has some upside as well. Um, I'm gonna take Sarah Logan and um, really try That's to terrible sh- theme music. Look here, we're we're all. <laughs> We're about mustaches and mullets on this show, okay? You keep all the good theme songs. Let, let's. What What do you have, huh? What What do you have that could possibly be better than my final pick? With my Mr. Irrelevant last selection in the draft, I'm selecting our truth the oh, current on. at this time 24-7 champion. Oh, that means you get Carmella as well. That's going to make Corey Graves happy. That means you get the 24-7 title, which I actually think does end up on the SmackDown brand, by the way, all jokes aside. I think that's a really fun title for that show. 
I think it's staying in the Raw brand because you have a three-hour okay. show. And uh, some back down if the Fox execs want real sport. But I think it's more of an opinion. Oh, okay. How do you think your draft went? Um, I think it went great. I think uh, I got guys like King Corbin. Um, I think at the top here, I got Seth Rollins, the best worker in the world. Just ask him. I got the man, Becky Lynch. And then I, I, I kind of stole Daniel Bryan from you. I got Matt Riddle from you. Um, I got a lot of guys on this roster that, I, that can really go and help me fill a three-hour show. Yeah, I mean, I, I think the rosters were pretty balanced based on this draft. Yeah. Um, I like is it. There, is there anybody that you see that sticks out that you're like, eh, probably not going to end up on that show? Um, I don't think John Cena is going to permanently end up on SmackDown. Um, sure. It's something that I feel would be nice to have. I think it's possible, but I, I don't think it's likely. Sure. I think you could see a Brian Owens flip. Um, I could see Owens on the Raw brand. I could see Brian on the SmackDown brand. Yeah, I could see that too. Absolutely. Um, I, 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 I doubt. I, I think you got the face turn, the yes movement, all that for the Fox execs. Don't don't you? I think that's why it's happening. Yeah, I, I I I do. I truthfully, I probably think that's the answer. So what we would like next is when this drops and you see the link and you click the link and you're listening to this and now you're listening to this part of this, let us know. Tweet us at Thomas Fenton WNW at Awesome Fanatic. That's Awesome P H I N A T I C. Let us know who had the better draft. What show would you rather watch? The Monday Night Raw show with mustaches and King Corbin or the show with way better theme music. <laughs> I think that's what it breaks down to. Tom, what else do we want to touch on today? I mean, we just want to are we able draft. to. Yeah. Are we able to show the fans the final roster? Uh, yeah, I, give, I can tweet it out. Boat spot. OK, yeah, what I can do is I can tweet it out. Um, I'll put up a poll as well. That, that could be fun. Um, and let people ask people who had the better roster. Yeah, I, I can do that when I when I tweet out the link. I think it's. It's going to be an exciting week with the draft. I just, one of my concerns now that we've done our draft is who the hell is drafting for both shows? Like, yeah. who's making these picks because they've done nothing because they don't know? That concerns me. I yeah. think I think it's going to be a lot of celebrity-style picks. Like, hey, we're going to go to this person with SmackDown's next pick, and they just open an envelope. But it's not telling me who's making these selections, yeah. which is going to drive me crazy. Yeah, I think maybe maybe they could reference it. Maybe you could get Bischoff and Heyman making the first pick to really establish, to really give the rub to those two. Um, it could tell a fun story with Bischoff taking Brock first from Heyman. Um, I don't know. I'm I, I I I would love to see Eric Bischoff on my TV, mainly for his theme music. To continue your great theme musics. You know, I wouldn't go further into that though, like. I think Heyman and Bischoff have this lineage in the business where I don't think it'd be a problem if they were just making the selections. Like, I don't know if anybody would complain. No, not not one person would complain. Um, again, I mean, somebody will, but that's uh, well, neither yeah. here nor there. I mean, people complained about the Sasha-Becky match. There were people complaining about it. No, yep, it's going to happen. So, um, I mean, I would like to see maybe, bring, uh, maybe not X-Pac, but Nash, Hall, Shawn Michaels, you know, some of your alumni in to make some of these picks. I think that could pop a rating, but if you were going to do that, you probably would have already started promoting it. You, you would think, and that's why I just don't, I don't know if they know at this point. Yeah. It, it, it makes me a little nervous um, because as fans, we're really looking forward to this. 
I mean, this is almost pay-per-view level excitement. At least for it is for me, if I'm being honest with myself. I love stuff like this, though. I think the drafts when done right are so cool. Oh, when yeah. done right. I think we were both super critical on the shakeups because of, A, let's just introduce somebody that comes walking out for no reason. Sure. But, B, the logicalness of it wasn't there. Um, simply wasn't. What they I, should I'd do. Like to, yeah. They should have they they should have a network program that is cycling through video packages on why why this guy was taken in the thirty seventh round. I thought they were going to do this all week. I thought on the network all week it was going to be five minute clips of each person and that then great. giving them fake rankings of where they should be and everything else. Like I really thought that's where they were going with this. And now now I do know uh, on the bump today, Devon did a mock draft. Yeah, that uh, came across to me as well. I no, haven't watched it yet. So. Haven't seen either. Did, did you know though? According to WWE, the bump today broke the story that they're going to have a press conference in Las Vegas. Huh? Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. You didn't know they broke that news today? Yeah. No. I. I mean, I've, I've never heard of it. You, what, you what, what's Las Vegas? How do I know? Oh, okay. Yeah. You never heard that news yesterday at any point in the day. No, not at all. Oh, okay. You want to give anybody a little bit of insight on what we're joking back and forth about? I hate when wrestling <laughs> companies in general like to pick whatever media outlet they select for that day and say, hey, this person broke this news, especially when it was stuff that was already widely available yesterday. This isn't like somebody's premium article locked behind a paywall. This was common knowledge news. Um, WWE is doing a presser at noon in Las Vegas um, in front of T-Mobile to announce the matches of whatever combination they're doing this in of Tyson Fury and Braun and Brock and Cain Velasquez. Um, that's being announced on Friday. Yeah. I, I, I want to say WWE even put out a tweet about this yesterday. <laughs> they, they may have, I, I, I got it from so many different people, you especially, but I got it from a couple different people. And again, that's cool. I mean, I love the spectacle of it, but to your point, as somebody who, you know, runs a successful website, it's gotta be obnoxious sometimes to, for every single wrestling website to to drop it and then be like, all right, breaking today on the bump, 24 hours later after everybody's talked about it. Yep. That's, eh, it's, you know, whatever. It's one of those things. Um, anything else? Uh, we got tonight. Um, it's going to be a big NXT show. Yeah. It's going to be an equally large AEW show on this Wednesday. Yeah. Um, I Have get they announced, we get announced opening matches yet for the shows? Um, so on NXT, as of right now, it's going to open with Roderick Strong and Shane Strickland Ooh, or a, Isaiah, Isaiah, Isaiah Scott. That's uh, a, um, that's a, that's going to be a good match. Yeah. Um, I think it's a good way to open. Um, also we have Kushida and Walter on NXT this evening. And yes. then you're going to see the follow up of what happens with everybody gunning for Adam Cole. My guess would be by the end of the show, we will have a direction moving forward. That's my guess. I could be wrong of okay. where Adam Cole is going next. Absolutely. Um, if you had to make a guess, have they announced on AEW what's going to open the match or what's going to open the show? I don't know what's opening the show. Um, we have Darby Allen and Jimmy Havoc for the number one contender to face Chris Jericho next week. Yep. Um, a match that a lot of people are trying to figure out why Pac is not in. 
<laughs> but I, I'm sure AW will explain that later on tonight. Um, and then we also have on that show, I believe it's Private Party versus the Bucks. Yeah, and uh, Moxley and Spears is tonight as well. Oh, they did go Moxley Spears as well. I forgot about that. Yep, and then Jericho Sammy versus Paige and Dustin Rhodes. Okay, so they got a lot of matches announced. How do you feel about this uh, Sean Spears-John Moxley match this evening? Uh, I mean, Moxley's going to get a win. You're going to get a mega attacking Moxley after the match. Uh, I think it's good because I think you really need to, you know, hit that theme music for John Moxley and get some pe- get some adrenaline going for yeah, some of I, his fans. I like that point. Um, it kind <clears throat> of upsets me a little bit though, and like because I look back at Sean Spears and how over he was before he was working Cody, and how yeah. masterful of a job AEW did with the video packages and everything else, and then just to have him go lose the way he is likely going to, as you said, it kind of like yeah, well. At least they made the guy something before they put guys over him. It's the least we can say, right? Yeah, and so this is the problem when you you make wins and losses your standard bearer of your product, right? Is that now you're looking at Sean Spears like, eh, okay. He's, is, is he any different than Ty Dillinger? And that's the problem because like, you did like such in a the great rankings. job of telling people he wasn't. But exactly. now, it's hard. It's he's hard. a better character than he was as Ty Dillinger. He he's portrayed as bigger, but oh, when absolutely. you tell when you tell me that your your biggest factor is wins and losses, and well, he's had two matches and he's gonna have two L's, then it's kind of difficult. Um, and yeah. this isn't me bashing them. This is just me, like when when I'm trying to enjoy it. These are the things that go through my head. Sure. Um. um both both shows. From a viewership standpoint tonight, have a lot of competition. Yeah, I tweeted that out. Um, there's there's a lot, and I mean, there's a show that some people are like, "What are you talking about?" There's a show Riverdale that is coming back um, tonight, and it, it's on the CW, which is on broadcast television. Uh, the CW last week did like a point one in the key, and like eight hundred thousand viewers. Riverdale averages a point five in the key, and almost a million and a half viewers. So they're pulling from that key demo that both shows, but especially AEW did really well in. Yeah. Um, and that's, you know, that's just one thing, not to mention the baseball tonight. Yeah. You have so, Braves. Bob, Cardinal. Do you have a little bit of news? Cause a lot of people on my Twitter, they're a little concerned. Is it going to get bumped? Is it going to get moved? What are they going to do? So a- as of right now, we, we have Cardinals Braves at five Oh two. And we now have the Washington Nationals and LA Dodgers game and not starting till eight thirty seven now. Okay. It is unlikely at this point that AEW will be moved. Sure. However, I'm told in the event that that Cardinals Brave game goes really long, they would likely start the Nationals Dodgers game on TNT. Okay. Again so they... while looking now... at these things though. Time-wise, that Cardinals-Braves game would really have to go long. It'd have to go about to four hours. Three and a half, four hours. Yeah. Which could happen in right. baseball. Like, let's... It, it, like, it could. could. Um, it could be a mess tonight, if we're being so honest. Let, let me ask you, uh, has there been any talk of pushing AEW then to True TV, or, There's you know... There's been talk about moving the baseball game to True TV. There was talk about moving AEW to True TV. Um. It just I makes sense to move know. that baseball game to True TV. It, it would to me, too. But if we're looking at it, something from a rating standpoint. True. Absolutely. If we're true. looking at a Washington Nationals-LA Dodgers game versus AEW. 
Fortunately, AEW is probably not going to win that battle. Yeah. Uh, Dodgers so, Nationals will probably do $4 million tonight. Yeah, and see, that's that's the struggle right now. Um, again, once they change those times, though, I think that was their way of working everything out. Yeah. No, I, I, they should be fine. There is an outside chance that it doesn't. Uh, something else to have to worry about is Zion Williams and the Pelicans taking on the Bulls in a preseason game. People are going to say, but it's just NBA preseason. It's still going to do a million or two viewers on yeah. ESPN. Um, ESPN 2 has got Appalachian State and Louisiana. Um, again, it's not a big-time football but game. It's football. But it's a college football game. That's exactly. live. It's going to draw Flyers, Devils tonight, NHL. And then you have your reality spots, the Dallas Housewives, Basketball Wives, Survivor, Chicago Med, The Masked Singer. It's it's going to be a heavy tune-in night for television, but I do worry for both shows what's going to happen to these viewers as they get split up even more and more, especially for AEW because they did so well in the key. What would be a bigger surprise to you tonight if NXT does sub-750 or if AEW does above a 1.5 again? God. Uh, oh, gosh. I don't see either as likely at all. Um, what would surprise me more would be NXT dropping below a 750. I can I can create a way in my head where AEW does a 1.6 or a 155. I really can't create a way that NXT plummets to that 6, 650 range. Oh, okay. And that's fair. Um, but I, I, I think both... I think both close in closer to nine, nine hundred a million tonight. I think. Do so you that, think the gap between these shows is going to be less than last week? Yeah, but I, I don't think NXT moves much. My guess is the majority of people that watched NXT last week are probably going to watch again this week. Uh, the majority of people that watched AEW last week may have tuned in just because it was a first of, um, may have tuned in just to see what the hype was all about, and then tuned out. Um, I think you're going to get a better representation of AEW's. Um, true audience tonight. Yeah, I, I'd say so. Um, I think for AEW, one of the things that's going to be most beneficial is that diehard audience. Yeah. And I think you're going to be able to gauge, probably by, at least by the end of October, where that baseline is for them compared sure. to other shows. And if AEW's baseline is around 750, they're going to be in great shape. Yeah, that's like, not bad. That's not if bad. If their minimum is seven fifty, they're going to be in great shape because that means you can you can be above a one a lot of weeks. Yeah. Now, if their baseline's higher than that and their baseline's a one and a one one, it's a whole new ball game again. And yes. we won't know this until probably the end of October. However. Yeah. No, I, I completely. You have to wait until the movement stops and you start to see um, a more stagnant number, whatever that is. Like the raw audience this past Monday is pr- is more in line with what it really is a two three a two four. Yeah, well, they get two sixes. Off, yeah, well, they get two off a show yeah. that nobody's talking about. Exactly, and it's coming off, you know, quite possibly the worst taste in people's mouths in a long time. Yeah, and a real. I mean, you'd have to go back to some of these Cena finishes. Right. So again, we're baselining that number from this past week's Raw, which has gone up from a baseline standpoint in the last six months or so. Yeah. So it, it'll be really interesting. I I don't. As much as we want both companies to succeed and both these ratings to be really good and the viewership be strong, I just I don't see it tonight. I think it's going to be a, I think it's going to be a tough night in television. Yeah, uh, audience is getting split around. Um, you're going to see a lot of people tune in just to watch Zion. So maybe they just tune into that Pelicans Bulls game for an hour, but then they tune out. Well, that's an hour of missing viewer for AEW or NXT. 
Dodgers Nationals, if that is a good game. I expect a lot of people to watch that because it is a game five game. Uh, Braves Cardinals, if it goes long and they're in extras, that's even worse because you're you're killing the kickoff of the of the program. So I'm gonna be I'm gonna be more what's the word I'm looking for? I don't want to use the term dramatic or overreacting. Yeah. I think if the beginning of AEW is delayed for any reason for the baseball oh, it'd game be awful. or they're moved to true TV, we're talking complete disaster. Um, yeah, it's it's bad. This is week two. This isn't week six. You haven't established that audience yet. Those fans that you might have got, those diehards, your baseline, yeah, they're going to go wherever they can to watch your product. But the ones you're trying to draw are not going to search all over the, the channel guide to find it. They're just not. Nope. And guess what? They'll see something, something wrestling on USA. And that's the And they'll thing. click it, and they're gone. In most homes, they're three to five channels apart. Yep. So. We'll really interesting. Yeah, really yeah. interesting, Tom. Why don't you tell people where they can read you, where they can find you? Yeah, you can check out those raw results. Like you said, you'll tweet them out. I mean, those draft results, you'll tweet them out a little bit later. You can find me at Thomas Fenton WNW and WrestlingNewsWorld.com. Absolutely. And as always, you can find me on Twitter at AwesomeFanatic. That's awesome. P-H-I-N-A-T-I-C. And Tom, I had fun with the draft. How about you? I, I like doing draft shows like this. I mean, if the fans like it, we could do them more often when we feel it's needed to be done or if they're doing a potential shakeup. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I, I like doing shows like this. It kind of breaks down the the business and the personal end of it where you're not just making picks based on the in-ring, but you have to, you know, make them right for your brand as well. Absolutely. Well, everybody, I hope you enjoyed the show today. Let us know your thoughts. Who do you think won? I'll have that out with the show, with a poll. And until next time, be awesome.